I don't really do nostalgia. Revisiting old haunts isn't something I make a habit of. So on Monday the 28th of September, it was with a curious and uncertain unease that after an absence of more than 20 years, I strolled down the short, tree-lined drive off Glasnevin's Ballymun Avenue, back to the place I got my degree, Dublin City University. Now I'm standing in front of the DCU campus map. Crikey, that's big. The library's over there now. Residence car park. Residencies. Sports complex. The hub. No, the Henry Grattan building is still there. Good. The Helix I know of. Multi-storey car park. <laughs> uh, what's still here? The Albert College is still here. Oh, there's a crash. There's a second car park. Uh, where's reception? Reception used to be in the Henry Grattan building. But it's not now, is it? Reception is over... Administration building beside the DCU Business School. That's where it is, isn't it? Okay. I'm supposed to meet Mary Cunningham, who's in charge of all the accommodation on campus, and they're putting me up for the week. It immediately struck me that this was the first obvious change. So, where are we going now? We're heading off down to the campus. On-campus accommodation only appeared about five years after I graduated, so Mary's job today of keeping tabs on some 1,500 occupants in three large apartment blocks simply didn't exist back in the 80s. If it had, I imagine we'd probably have had to endure a similar tough love regime. We have a no-noise policy, and that runs from 12 o'clock at night to 7 in the morning. Certainly there's some students from time to time come in late and make a bit of noise. But a bit boisterous, yeah, bless them. Perhaps, but that's all part of student life, and uh, we have a dedicated security team 24 hours a day, and they would ensure that they go safely and quietly to their, to their apartments. And do they keep them clean? Um, Well, they do. I mean, we do inspections every six weeks um, with, obviously, the the students know uh, when the inspection dates are coming up and it would be very rarely that we would actually have any fines. Will you fine them if they step out of line? Um, We would have fines for certain items. Um, For instance, if they put posters with sellotape up on the walls, that would mean the posters were coming down, the paint would be stripped off the walls. So... That would be one of the terms and conditions that they would have signed up to, that they wouldn't do something like that. Okay, that's understandable. Um, Where are we going now? I'm taking you to your room, which is up in our visitors' um, section, and uh, we're going to go through House 7 here. I should explain that my original plan was to spend the week living in actual student accommodation to get an accurate picture of their life today in DCU. What I'd failed to take into consideration, of course, was that, being Freshers' Week, all the students were back and there were no student rooms free. Instead, Mary was taking me to their special VIP accommodation quarters. And funnily enough, I wasn't really complaining. This is your apartment. And as you can see, it's a a double ensuite room. All right, Okay. very nice. Very bright. How does this differ from the student accommodation? Is it swankier? 
Um, perhaps the the suite of furniture is a bit different in that it's cloth, whereas in the student accommodation it will be leather. Is that pra- just for practical reasons? That's practical reasons, yeah. They can be wiped clean. Oh, okay. okay, well, that's great. Uh, thank you very much, Mary. Um, I'll unpack and, uh, and get started. Later that evening, with the Student Union Bar in full flow, I went walkabout to meet some real, live, modern-day DCU students. Oh, hi! <laughs> Ooh, nice to meet you. A quartet of young, giddy, first-year girls heading out for the night grabbed my attention. We're just first years and we're living on campus, so we're loving it now. Casually dressed, the jeans probably a little baggier than ours and hoodies now ubiquitous, and certainly with a tad more makeup on than I remember my female co-students wearing, I was surprised how little the current credit crunch seemed to be worrying them. Like the recession, people are kind of... It's not that they're making out to be bigger than it is, but you can't pick your career based on a recession because you never exactly. know how the economy will go. And if you're passionate about something, you can make money in anything you do. Like The first thing that hit me over the head when I walked up the avenue uh, today, I saw the, the multi-storey car park, and I believe there's another car park somewhere else. We it were looking is... for half an hour yesterday for a car park. Yeah. Yeah. Who has a car? Rachel. And I left at like nine o'clock and I had to just drive (laughs) around the car park for like a half hour waiting to get a parking space. So So how come you have a car? (laughs) I got one for my birthday. Because my sister got one for her birthday so they had to buy me one as well. Hang on, let me get that right. You got a car. What age were you when you got the car? 17. You got a What kind of car? Of course Okay, an ordinary car, but still a car. You got a car for your 17th birthday. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she got an even better one. She got like a 06, 04 no, so What did you get? <laughs> a car. A Citroen C4. For what birthday? My 17th. And is that... All right. Maybe, maybe I am an old fuddy-duddy. <laughs> now, you guys don't have a car. I have a car. I don't, because I can't do. drive. Yeah. <laughs> And have you got it with you in DCU? No, I leave it at home. Okay. Three out of four of you guys at 17, 18 have cars. Mm-hmm. And is that the norm? I think yeah. in our secondary school, most people no, drove. Not really. Well, no, there was at least a good 20 people. 20, yeah. There's only about 25 in my year that have cars. Yeah. All right, so you guys grew up uh, during the infamous Celtic Tiger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think you were spoiled rotten? No. no. No, not at all. I don't think so. I think um, comfortable. Yeah, I think, I think we're, we're comfortable. comfortable. I think we're <laughs> comfortable. But just because um, there was money when we were growing up didn't, doesn't mean that we didn't still like get values or any yeah, of that like kind of stuff. Yeah. stuff. I like got mm, summer yeah. jobs every yeah, summer. Same. You do so well no, in school. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah. if you just were good, Hang on then a minute, you got guys. rewarded. I studied at school. I did my stuff, <laughs> and I never got a car. We were just fortunate and. Like it's not, and and it's not that it's no one saying we didn't appreciate it, or we don't appreciate it. You know how lucky you were. Yeah, Yeah. and I didn't ask for it. I wasn't like, oh, ma'am, I want a car right now for seventeen. She just said, do you want one? Because it'd be handy to get off to Dublin, and she knew like I was gonna go to college in Dublin. But I mean, we we didn't experience anything other than it, so we we never experienced like, yeah, we don't know any difference. Mm. So I don't think it's fair to be like, oh, Oh, the Celtic Tiger kids, they're so spoiled. (laughs) When, uh, you know, <laughs> when we didn't, when that's what we grew up with, so, yeah, exactly. you know. As the girls made a beeline for the boisterousness that was the student union bar, 
I shrugged my old shoulders and shuffled off to bed. The next morning, hangover free, so it was probably a good call to quit while I was ahead. My first meeting was with a man I hadn't seen in a very long time. There's a, there's a familiar face, Danny O'Hare. President of DCU from when to when? Oh, 1977 to 1999. But it was NIHC Dublin. Do your maths. That's 22 years. 22 years. The undoubted driving force behind DCU making the transition 20 years ago to a fully-fledged university, Danny's logic at the time was quite simple. We had these ambitions, which we were realising in reality, of being a degree-level institution with serious research, a serious commitment to research. And it became increasingly annoying to us that whenever we would go abroad, particularly to explain what we were, to say, N-I-H-E, what's that? And you had to tell people what you were. That that became increasingly annoying, and it, and it was really putting us way laps behind the field if we had to explain ourselves to begin with. So it was more than just... An annoyance. It was impacting on money you were raising. Oh, absolutely. Fundraising. I mean, we couldn't really seriously engage in fundraising with that title because it wasn't well understood. In fact, at the time, some people thought we were the Northern Ireland housing executive. I always thought uh, that was just a joke. No, no. (laughs) It happened once or twice. So uh, you really, if you have to explain what you are... If your title can't express what you are, then, 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 then there is a difficulty. Could you have come up with a more imaginative name? We spent a lot of time on the name, you wouldn't believe that. And had votes and straw polls and uh, consultants' uh, suggestions, and we had literally pages of alternatives from St. Patrick's University of Dublin, acronym SPUD, so that didn't work, to many others. So we went through... Uh, uh, literally, I don't know whether it's hundreds, but it was well over a hundred anyway alternatives, and this this was the one that people generally were very comfortable with. So it wasn't just a Danny O'Hare idea, although I thought of it well that it was good, but um, because Dublin needed to be in the title, university needed to be in the title. We thought of the new University of Dublin NUD, and that didn't seem very good to us as well. So there were all sorts of reasons why various titles were jettisoned, you know. Was there confusion at the beginning? Otherwise, people used to say it was um, UCD for dyslexics, but then the answer to that was vice versa, so anyway, (laughs) whatever. It took a while, but then that's part of the challenge to really um, uh, give a meaning and a reality to the title that you have. Uh, Luckily for Trinity and UCD and so on, their brand name is well known. But as I've said in the past, if you can't be the oldest university in Ireland, it's good to be the youngest one, you know? Yourselves and Limerick have that in common, you, yeah. Alan, and yourselves. Yeah, well, we were mentioned second of all in, in the doll, so we're the newest <laughs> by about by, a second. By about a millisecond. <laughs> Danny's infectious enthusiasm, a decade on from the end of his tenure here, took me by surprise. I'd certainly never felt any passion about the place. I remembered that even though I worked with the student union for a year after I graduated, I felt I'd overstayed my welcome and couldn't wait to leave when I finished. Maybe I'd missed something. Or maybe I just needed to be brought back down to earth by some battle-hardened second and third years who'd been around the block a little. So I headed for a quiet corner of the hub, the Student Union Building. A bright, cheery, functional facility now showing its age with a few duct-tape patched-up communal sofas and just a tad too much scuffed paintwork 
but which we'd have given our right arms for. I chewed the fat there with a group of willing veterans. Naturally, we kicked it all off with a cliché. Students and booze. Well, like, it depends on how much money I have and if I'm working at the time. And if I have to get a taxi home, I might not go out because that costs too much. But if I, like, now that the new bars open downstairs, I'd probably go out a lot more than I should. <laughs> does, it, d- does it become a problem ever? I suppose it's hard getting up for a nine o'clock lecture the night after, like, the morning after a big night out, but I don't really think it becomes a pro- that much of a problem, really. I think kind no, of... it's fine. Yeah. If you can handle your drink, then you're fine. <laughs> it depends on the person, you know. It is a real cliche, though, that students and drink kind of go together. Is that, is, is that accurate, guys? Yeah, it would be, yeah. It's their first sense of freedom after getting out of school. Mummy yeah. and Daddy aren't around to say, be in by 11 o'clock tonight. So They relax a lot more. They definitely come, especially people coming up from, say, we're moving out of home or moving on campus, they definitely get an awful lot more freedom here than they would have done at home. Definitely. So they use that an awful lot more in the first, first couple of weeks. And you see them then after a while maybe drag out and they start to, wouldn't go out as much then after a couple of weeks and start going to more lectures. Is that what you guys did? No. <laughs> <laughs> so you're still going. How, how long have you been here? Three years. This is my third year. I'm repeating second year. How was living? I mean, that's a new thing to me as well. There were no on-campus residencies yeah. when, when I were in Nipa. Um, uh, and I'm staying in one now, and they're lovely. Um, how are they to live in on a practical day-to-day basis? I mean, a good thing, a bad thing? Um, in first year, most people are in Larkfield, which is basically a bedroom you, you live with one other person, you have your bedroom, and then you have your shared kitchen, which is about the size of... It's like a prison. Yeah. You, can fit three people, you can fit three people in the kitchen, but you at couldn't time. turn You around. can't open any presses while yeah, you're in there. You can't open both doors at the same time. Yeah. Like it's, it's but, at, but at the time, you think like it's, it's a palace. It was, yeah, it's great it. crack. Like it's, it's, it's good fun, all right? And it's, it's so handy in the morning. Like You roll out of bed and you're in the lecture. Like, so. For convenience, for the first years, it's fantastic. Like. <laughs> what about the rules that govern... You know, living on uh, in on campus, are they restrictive in any way, or are, do you see the sense of it? They're really restrictive. Like, um, you're a, you're a licensee over there, so you have no rights. They come into your room at any stage. I got turfed out before um, because they were um, doing um, rent a kill, and I was sick. And they turfed me out because they'd already sprayed four of the other uh, apartments in the uh, rooms in the apartment. So I had to get out. Otherwise, I'd you know suffocate on the fumes. You know. I can understand people wanting to make sure that you know you don't trash the place. What can you be fined for? Anything. If you're if you've got stu- if you haven't uh, properly cleaned down your toilet, if you haven't properly cleaned your shower, if you've got dirt on the floor, if you've got clothes on the floor, if your kitchen hob isn't perfectly clean and white and sparkling, if your fridge has any little bit of grime in it, everything possible, they will fine you for it if they can. But like there's people who get fined for like nothing. One, I suppose, final question. Um, I'm curious about your plans and your prospects. Stay in college until the recession ends. That's the plan. Majority of people I know have come back to do masters because there's no jobs out there, so they may as well stay here and live on a pittance because they'd be living on nothing out there, so they may as well stay here and enjoy themselves. I get the impression that none of you are particularly troubled by the recession, or is anyone here worried about it? Well, we don't know any difference. Do you know what I mean? We've just all we've been hearing is that there's no jobs, there's no money. But I can imagine five years ago, it would I would be just as scared about trying to find a job because I've never done it before. So, you know, I can imagine now it's probably made people way more aware of how you know they, they actually need to work to get a job and to keep it, which is probably going to be better for people in the long run that people are actually going to work the jobs because now they're afraid of losing them. We're afraid of the future. 
in a lot of ways and the recession is just one thing on top of that yeah, so it's just it's just the way of life isn't it you can't you know no one's like dreading it or anything it's just the way of life and we're all dealing with it in our own way and there's no like panicking about it. it's not going to do any help like so just get on with it if i'm honest i had expected the credit crunch to be having a far greater impact on students thinking but when i cast my own mind back to the 80s when the country was in one big long recession we didn't give it much thought either plus a change i suppose So, uh, I'll leave my lovely swanky VIP apartment. Uh, my computer is... that's fine. Have I got my key pass? I do. Wednesday morning, I couldn't help wondering about the students' blasé attitude to the recession from the day before. Little did they know it was going to get a hell of a lot worse. The day began with a quick visit to my old faculty, the School of Communications. Professor Pascal Preston, that's the man I'm looking for. Here, Pascal, the current department head, and a new face from my time, sang a very familiar refrain. We've had to do a restructuring over, you know, very belatedly over the summer months, which has reduced the number of options. And we will expect more of the same kind of medicine, unfortunately, in the coming year. That is the inevitable consequence of the current government uh, policies and cutbacks in, 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 in expenditure for higher education. So the cutbacks are not just going to affect the School of Communications, they're going to affect all the courses? All the university, that's mm -hmm. right, yeah. And the key issue will be then how does the university allocate its reduced cake, its reduced, you know, base of resources, how, how it then allocates that amongst the different units and so forth. So if we can get clarity on that fairly early on, which is what we're seeking, then we can hopefully plan to restructure our courses in a way that will minimise the, you know, that will still kind of maximise the choice, if you like, and the variety of, of inputs that students will, will, will have. But they're bound to be less choice than they've had in the past? Inevitably, inevitably that will be the case, yeah. And that is where one may need to question the... Uh, consistency of government policies of those kind of, you know, uh, Ryanair version of higher education versus the idea of a smart economy which requires more rather than less resources going into higher education. Ryanair may only have been in its infancy 20 years ago, but depressingly, we knew all too well about cutbacks even then. And maybe it's in times like these that, like everyone else, students turn to more light-hearted affairs. Time, I figured, to revisit my past. Shay, you, you don't know it, but you're me. Following in my illustrious footsteps, Shay McNellish is DCU's current Students' Union events manager, and I sidetracked him during a brief lull in one of his busiest periods of the academic year. Freshers is, is great. Uh, this year, today has been great. It's been very, very busy. We didn't know how it was going to go. We're very, very nervous. It's the first time that we've been nervous why? Uh, in years, because uh, to to come out to events, you need to have money, and students did not have summer jobs this year at all. Um, normally, we have trouble getting people working for us. Uh, we put out an, uh, an email for a couple of jobs, and we had 350 applications within an hour for a job. So that's how tight it is, you know, with money. Now, you go down to the bar today, you'll, you'll tell me that that's not the issue because it's rams down there already, like, but uh, it's, it, you really have to work for, 
for uh, getting them in now, you know, it's not as easy as it was. He had a point. As we headed off to inspect the hub's impressive entertainment facilities, I remembered that when I was in his shoes, GCU was a fraction of the size it is now, and except for small weekly discos, there wasn't really much demand for gigs outside of Freshers or Rag Week. At least ticket sales today were looking good, if the long queue outside the student union office was anything to go by. Tonight's Freshers Ball, sold out, sold out yesterday, which is great in this economy, selling things out. I could sell another thousand tickets easily if I wanted tonight. I remember when I used to run things here and, and selling out was brilliant, but it was also a slight pain in the rear end because you knew you were disappointing a lot of people. Yeah, but it's the best advertisement you can have, it's the best marketing tool you can have. Like the first thing we'll do when we sell out is send, send out emails. Just put on an old band here and there and a oh, disco here and there. You can't do that anymore, Pat. I also wasn't able to send out emails to tell people it was sold out yeah. because, oh, I do believe email wasn't invented back then. <laughs> oh, certainly, yeah. we hadn't emailed. Send pigeons out those days. <laughs> is alcohol a big thing with students all year I mean I know I'm here for freshers week nah, no no I don't think so I, I, alcohol it's not like it used to be that students are, students were drinking all the time like we'd find the gym is the most popular place on campus they're all mad into their bodies and, and, and uh, looking after themselves now so it's not a it's not a, a big thing at all have you ever worked out or tried to work out based on sales and dividing yeah. it by students what average student well, consumption I'd, is well, the average, the average on, an, on an event now, for a student on an event, is €10. Euro. Considering the drinks average between 4 and 4.50, it's not a lot, you know, it's perhaps two, three drinks. That's very sensible. Yeah, it is sensible. Is but that recession-based, do you think? I don't think it's... I think, I think that has crept in right across the country, and, and, and most bars will tell you that. It's, uh, it, that that's got to do with they're out drinking uh, at home before they come here, ah. you know, so... Off, off trade licenses, off trade business is huge now, and, and uh, mm. that's right across. They come in later. We try and get them in early, but um, now that's if you average it off, you'll still get some people who overdo it. <laughs> Over the years, I've heard more and more of this stocking up before heading out, but I don't really remember us doing it. We'd get a few cans in the off license on the way home for after the pub, but never for before. Hey, how you doing? To witness it in action, I invited myself to one of the many pre-ball parties that were kicking off throughout the campus accommodation blocks. And it seems Shea was right. What's the story on the Freshers' Ball? Is, is, is that, is that a, uh, an important event? Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the first, first big event of the whole calendar, isn't it? And we're not tired, really. Yeah, not, not yet. It's yeah. like the, in the first week of uh, college, Obviously, all the courses are being really, really relaxed. Yeah, none so, of them so, no, 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 no lectures yeah, really mind if you don't come in to college tomorrow. Uh, Here's what's on the get Well, you were the ones who brought it up. How important is booze in, in the college campus? College campus? Probably, well, not important. You, you, you. Who's who's drinking? Who's it not important to? I don't drink. Standing here at the back of, of this mob that obviously The things they come out with when they're drunk as well, it's hilarious. What's 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 the story with the with the Freshers Ball tonight? Have a great time. Could you go to it sober? 
Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. You're all going sober. Yeah, but I know those I'm four are. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, could. About the rest. could go, but it'd be horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we were off. As we strolled a short distance to the hub, I wondered if we were as loud and as noisy when we were their age. Probably. Something told me, and once again, I wasn't going to be having a late one. So, guys, now that you're here, what's the plan? Sorry? I said, now that you're, yeah, I know, I can't hear you either. <laughs> so now that you're here, what's the plan for the night? Wait until more people come. It's very, it, I was going to say it's quiet. It's loud, but there are not many people here. It's really empty. It's amazing. But apparently it's so loud, so they should get busy eventually. Well, I think no, we, I, it's a bit early. Yeah, anyway. no, I think we came thinking this thing was starting at nine, but it's really yeah. starting at ten. So eleven, half eleven, all the crowd will come in. Like, so what time are you going to stay out until tonight? Ah, I paid for my ticket, so I'm staying out to the North Pole. <laughs> Which is what time? I think two, two, half two, two, I think, yeah. Oh yeah, that's reasonable. Half two, I think everyone will get kicked I out. Might, I might not last that long, but that's very sensible. <laughs> it is, but. Yeah, we've all got more drink back at the house. So. Yeah. Oh, so when this all finishes, are there then parties back at people's? There, yeah, there would be, yeah. Uh, you'd have to find where they are, but there would be parties somewhere. Yeah, anyway. Not for the first time this week, I felt, well, more a fish out of water than old and sober, and realised there was no point in even pretending to be part of the gang. By the time the late-night parties were kicking off, I was safely tucked up in bed. The next day, Thursday... I arranged to meet up with some of the students I met throughout the week. Oh, there's a familiar bunch. How you doing, guys? First up were those chatty first years, only slightly the worse for wear after the previous night's shenanigans. I feel like I've been here all my life. Same, yeah. I, I think we just like integrated straight away, and it's it's so much fun. Like it's brilliant. The only thing is, I'm so tired. <laughs> it's exhausting. But that being tired is because of the social life. Yes. Yes. Yeah, but, but I mean, like, if you had the social life during the summer, at least you'd be able to sleep. sleep. in in the morning, but, but, but you've lectures to go to. <laughs> yeah, but we've lectures, so the, it's harder. The perennial problem of being a student. Yeah. Ideally now, what would you guys hope to happen for the over the coming weeks and over the coming, for the rest of the year? Um, I'm not really sure. I suppose I'd hope um, that I'm able for my course and that I don't, you know, fall behind or, like, kind of struggle with any particular aspect of it. Um, also that you know, that we keep having a great time and that, you know, make friends and get involved with the college and different clubs and societies and uh, just enjoy my time here and then obviously uh, have a job at the end of it. <laughs> You're optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you beginning already now to think of the recession? Because no one was when I was talking to you guys the other day. No. You're still not? No. It's <laughs> not with the R word. <laughs> You're in denial. Yeah. Well, I suppose you would, like, <laughs> towards the end of the week, I suppose, you'd start, like, yeah, noticing your money. money. Yeah, but my mum's sending me more money. In <laughs> fact, <laughs> we have to survive. Yeah. Have you all overspent a little in your first week? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Really yeah, bad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> It's so hard when you're tired in the evening to think of, like, making a dinner nobody does it like it's just it just ends up being anything really what are you surviving on um tins of tuna pasta yogurt <laughs> yeah yogurt? i had your yogurt bread and popcorn that's it just brown bread and popcorn um so what about the rooms themselves have you have you gotten used to them yeah 
kind of. Still hate it though. It's a bit of an adjustment, like the shower isn't great. The curtain sticks to you when you're having a shower. Oh, it's so dreadful. Annoying. And then the water goes all over the floor. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then you have to like, you, you nearly have to bring an extra towel just to mop up the floor. Yeah, like. You don't have that many towels, like. Yeah. I only have like four towels. Yeah, that's a bit annoying. Yeah. Oh my you god, know. the nightlife for Larkfield so outweighs the oh, the badness the, of the room. Yeah, the what kind of nightlife are we talking about? I like I mean every night there's you know something on or like last night there was a bit of um after the ball you know like there's always like someone in their apartment has you know a few like a bit of a sing song or whatever and, and they're always fun <laughs> it's unreal don't tell the security guys are there very strict rules yeah they charge it find you like 80 euro or something if there's an extra person in your room yeah, yeah, you wouldn't want to be um, wouldn't want to be breaking too many of them, or you'd be broke. But um, I suppose one thing, it, it, when you have free time, it, it's kind of, it's it's weird, like because you don't really know what to be doing with it, unless like you oh. know in secondary school you always got told here is exactly what you should be doing, you should be doing this, that, or the other. Whereas here it's kind of like out of your own initiative whether you do or don't do it. They'd already figured out the main difference between secondary school and university after less than a week here. I was impressed. I was equally impressed that Kieran, whose party I'd gatecrashed the night before, was also in talkative mood. Hello. Kieran, hi, it's Pat. Alright, Got it, thanks. Hey, how you doing? Alright, how are you? Seeing his apartment now in the cold light of day, it wasn't all that different from the VIP room I'd been put up in for the week. Just a, a bit more basic. Kieran agreed. It's not exactly the Hilton, but it is very homely. Functional as well. Very functional. And what's the communal area like in communal here? Uh, messy at the minute. <laughs> like my bedroom, messy at the minute. I'll do the washing up sometime. Just two sofas, uh, table five seats and then just a small kitchen sort of all in one how does it work do people buy their own food do you share food who organizes the cooking who organizes the cleaning well in our particular flat uh we buy our own, all our own food uh, as for cleaning well generally at the start of the week because we sort of were all just new back into the game and everybody didn't really know each other as well we were tending to clean as you go but at the minute, see the way things are piled up, one of us, I'll just say, I'll probably start washing up and then I'll ask Ashling, who's here, just could you dry up and she'd be grand. Mm. You just you just do it. I mean, there's no problem ever with cleaning. Not at the minute anyway. But um, I presume it's the kind of thing people could fall out over if someone doesn't isn't pulling their weight. Yeah, if someone isn't pulling their weight. But if someone isn't pulling their weight, then they'd have to give a very, very good reason. What's here now that isn't supplied, that doesn't come with the flat? What, what have you to bring yourself? A lot. Pretty much everything. The list that is supplied is shorter than the list that isn't. The couches, the tables, the chairs, obviously all supplied. Um, microwave and fridge supplied. All the cupboards, cougar, that's it. And then after that, utensils, pots, pans, glasses, towels, bin bags, television, PlayStation... Uh, and all the beer we have to buy ourselves. I do notice uh, a, a, Formation. A, a display of, <laughs> of, of empty, I presume, beer, oh, yeah, beer cans yes. and cider cans on the uh, They'd have the to be shelf. gone by the inspection as well. Of course. 
They may not be the Hilton, and I wonder if falling rents beyond the college gates will impact on their take-up in the coming years. But I know that if we'd had apartments like these 20-odd years ago, we'd have bitten your hand off to get one. And then suddenly, my stay was nearly over. Friday was my last day, and I rambled over to the Helix, DCU's very striking arts and performance centre, for a pick-me-up coffee. I got slightly more than I bargained for. Peter, you, you, you just served me a cafe latte in the Helix, but you're a graduate. I am, yeah. What's the story? Um, basically, uh, well, I, I finished last May. I studied multimedia here in DCU. And you're serving coffees in the Helix? Yeah, basically, um, it's just tough at the moment, really, to find any work. There's a, you know, a few people from, from my class you know, who've kind of been lucky enough to find employment, but then... You know, like the vast majority of people I'm talking to are kind of just, you know, working in bars and pubs and shops and wherever they can. Like, some one girl from my class, uh, I was talking to her and she said, like, all she's doing to make money is babysitting. Like, These are all people with degrees? All people with honours degrees, yeah. So you've graduated into a recession? I have, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it is, it's tough to find, find work, especially within media, like... Is emigration uh, a possibility? Um, emigration is a possibility, but uh, to be honest, uh, I wouldn't emigrate unless I was uh, sure of work because, um, you know, it's expensive to emigrate. There's no point in emigrating to Britain because, you know, they're going through the same stuff as us and um, America seems to be the same as well. Like, But uh, Canada and Australia are the two countries I'm hearing that most people are going to, but... Uh, I mean, it could cost like, you know, two or three, even more, thousand like to. It's a big uh, commitment, isn't it? It's it a is a big commitment, yeah. yeah. And if you spend all that money and just, um, you know, you just move over and you can't find work, like, that's kind of money down the drain. Like, so uh, there are, you know, several guys who are, you know, they're kind of like they're doing little nixes here and there. Like, I'd be one. one they're freelancing, the well. like freelancing, yeah, but not to the extent where you can make a living off it you know what I mean like it's kind of like maybe you you do a job a month if you're lucky like or you know you could get more than that like I've been I was lucky enough for the summer I was uh, freelancing uh, shooting and editing uh, for a company like so that was you know that was good but like that was only one month's work well it wasn't even a month's work but but you got paid for it but it, I did yeah but it was short term short, short term like and this you know lucky to get it really because there's so many people who, you know, have nothing like. And if you're still serving cafe lattes in two or three years, would you be sorely disappointed? Oh, I'd be extremely disappointed. Yeah, I'd be. Uh, I am. Um, I don't know. That's not. That's not a possibility. I want to see happening. Like a. You know, I'd be, I'd be so like, you know, disenfranchised with the whole, with everything really. Like I'd be, spent like four, four years in DCU and like four hard years and put in a lot of work if things don't pick up what 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 are your plans um i don't know i've always said i go into the family business which is uh teaching uh i don't know i've always kind of seen it as a kind of a i don't know an easy not an easy way out, but a kind of a last chance saloon kind of thing uh you know go do teaching and 
join the rest of the family as a teacher kind of. you'd have to go back to college for that again yeah I would yeah I'd have to go back to 18 months post grad like but I, I think I'd enjoy it but I'd, I'd much prefer it to be working in the industry that I, I want to work in but it, then again if I go and do a, a post grad in teaching like and you know where where better to be during a recession than in university like or in college like good luck with it um, I hope next time I come back here I don't get a coffee from you. Yeah. Not that your coffee is rubbish. Coffee's fine. But, you know, fingers crossed. Yeah, thanks very much. No, thank you. Thanks a million. Thanks for taking the time. As a freelancer myself, my heart went out to Peter. As I left, I assured him that when I started out, I endured a lengthy, soul-destroying period on and off the dole where I seriously doubted I'd ever make a living in the media. But I didn't envy him just starting out now. It really is a jungle out there. And that was my week back in DCU complete. So what exactly did I learn during my five days there? Well, it's certainly now a more impressive campus than the one I left in the 80s, with far better facilities and a growing international reputation. It recently made the prestigious global top 300 universities chart. And the people I met are as varied a bunch as were there back in the day. But 20 years on from gaining university status, it was depressing to see them once again facing into similarly bleak and uncertain, no, worse, economic times. Sure, students now may have more cars clogging up the car parks, they may be wearing more fashionable clothes, and they may be partying like it's 1989. But I don't think they really have a clue what's around the corner. And when it hits, it won't be pleasant. Maybe that was the uneasy feeling I had when I arrived Monday morning. Maybe I suspected the worst. I hope I'm wrong. Maybe I'll find out in another 20 years.